the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Friday Eve. Thank Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking at this uh, weekend on the horizon, but you know what? I am just of the moment, as the uh, the cool people say, because I just get to share this time with you guys every night from 6 to 7 p.m., and it's truly an honor and a blessing, especially at times like these when we have so many important stories to get to. And so I'm glad to have you guys here with me. 888-344-1170. We've got a jam-packed show tonight, but if you call in, we'll try to squeeze it in. We've got some amazing content to bring to you guys tonight. Hold on to your holsters. Because Biden is coming for your guns, okay? And we've got Michael Schwartz of San Diego County Gun Owners who's going to be here to tell you everything that you need to know about this latest gun grab, as well as some information on how you can get involved. And as I've had people, many people saying to me today, I don't have a gun. I need to get a gun before I'm no longer able to get a gun. So stay tuned because Michael Schwartz will be here after the first break and tell you everything that you need to know. Then at the bottom half of the hour, my buddy Don Jans is going to be back to answer the question that was posed by a former Pfizer of 30 years, former vice president of Pfizer, and uh, tasked with uh, the, the science of respiratory diseases and in grappling with the question, are we dealing with a global convergence of a crisis or a global conspiracy And yeah, I'm going to go there tonight, and you're going to want to stick around for this, and then make up your own mind as to what you think is going on. This is this is uh, an area that nobody else in media, not one radio show that I've heard, not one TV outlet that I've heard, has gone there with this story. But I will, because you know that's what I do, right? In fact, that's the only reason why I got into doing radio in the first place, was because I was concerned Going back to my teen years with what I saw was a communist movement in this country, but it gets even worse than that if this man is correct. So you're definitely going to want to stay tuned for that. we got other little things to get into along the way. Uh, The man who keeps it rolling every night of the week, no matter the topic, day or night or the weather, it's DJ Potato Skins. DJ DJ Potato Skins. We're putting the interests of America first. They're part of a long American tradition of proving democracy's critics wrong, of showing that we have the courage to stand up for what is right and what is necessary. Got a very funny, uh, just one of those little meme things from one of my friends just moments before the show. Trying to remember the branches of government. I know it's corporations and pedophiles, but what's the third one? Oh, the third one? Uh, Fauci? 
The, yeah, is that the third? Is that the well, third I mean, brain? No, that's that's the question. It's, it's, it's fill in blank. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Okay. Very. Ooh. Nice rhetorical question there. Good use of rhetorical questions, as my debate teacher would have said to you back in the day. Um, I'm not going to have time. We already had the show planned uh, before the breaking news tonight. Uh, evidently, some dude named Joel Greenberg, who is associated with Matt Gates, intends to plead guilty with sex trafficking crimes. So I don't know. Uh, his statement tonight is that Matt Gates should be feeling very uncomfortable today. Let me tell you this. If Matt Gates has, has committed a crime that involving underage girls, I will say what I always say anytime a crime gets committed by anybody, that I think that you should go to jail. The problem that I have is that we have two sets of, of uh, judicial systems in this country that we don't have anybody right now that, you know, everybody's talking about Matt Gates. We don't have anybody right now doing any, at least any proper investigation of Hunter Biden, what was on that laptop involving supposedly None. underage girls. So, you know, and, and if you really want to talk to me about Matt Gates and whether or not he should go to go to jail you come to me with an argument that you now agree that hillary clinton needs to go to jail for the crimes that she committed in violation of the espionage act in violation of of how about um was it is it a felony for every one of the thirty thousand pieces of government property that was under subpoena that she destroyed so don't be coming to me talking to me about matt gates all right. As 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 there's more evidence that comes out, if he's committed a crime, then he goes to jail. But why is this story breaking tonight? Could it be because three months later, after President Trump was impeached for a crime, supposedly inciting an insurrection at the Capitol, an insurrection that never happened? You know how we know it didn't happen? First of all, because we know our eyes and we know from what we saw with our own eyes that it was primarily a bunch of trespassing and breaking and entering. Then we were told that it was that this was our America's uh, today's Pearl Harbor. We even had some Democrat comparing it to 9-11 because it was so deadly. Three months later, three months later, what did the coroner finally reveal yesterday? So, of course, they want to talk about Matt Gates. They don't want to talk about the fact Republicans either don't want to talk about the fact, DJ Potato Skins. It's called that, distraction. That, yeah, that the five people that died... Two of them died of, of natural causes. One died of a drug overdose. We still don't know how Officer Sicknick died. They won't release that. The only, the only uh, person that was murdered, finally they said today that it was Ashley Babbitt, that the cause of death was, mur- was homicide. And, and as of now, today we've still got Chauvin, who's on trial for murder for allegedly killing, uh, being accused of killing George Floyd, even though we have conflicting autopsies as to what was the actual cause of death. There's no, there's no conflicting autopsies here. Ashley Babbitt was killed by a cop. We don't even know his name. Not only has he not been charged or arrested or charged with a crime, we don't even know his name. And why? Why are we just now finding this out? Why has nobody been arrested for her murder? Was she committing a crime at the time? Yeah, but so was George Floyd. This, what they did today, leaking this three months later, is the equivalent of a newspaper printing a retraction on the last page. Wanting nobody to, to know that they, that they lied or got the story completely wrong. And they did lie because they said Sicknick was murdered by a Trump supporter wielding a fire extinguisher. And then they used his corpse as a prop and put it in the rotunda. And, and, and they were continuing... And then we had the FBI using this false story uh, to work with the Democrats to uh, and, and the Republicans who supported it, by the way, to declare 75 million Trump supporters as a bunch of domestic terrorists and insurrectionists. There was no insurrection. This was not deadly. 
except for Ashley Babbitt, who was killed by a cop. Someone put their feet up on Nancy Pelosi's desk. And we had conservatives uh, hysterical over that, by the way. We had some some national talk show, show host says the only time he's ever screamed was seeing, seeing feet up on Nancy Pelosi's desk. Man, you're owned by the government. You're owned by the state when that's what horrifies you. That's that's the first that's the first time you've ever screamed and yelled. Really? Really? The towers coming down didn't make you scream and yell. This did seeing somebody's feet on Nancy Pelosi's desk. Three months later, we're finally hearing about this. Meanwhile, the American people have bought into it. Even conservatives. Republican Party, Liz Cheney. We had Republicans who not only went along with an impeachment, but actually voted for it. And when Liz Cheney's state went up in arms, every district came out against her. What did the Republican Party do? Backed her up. They voted to keep her in her her leadership position. This is what's going on in this country. Well, this is exactly why I I know it's, you know, it's probably not the right time. Why you and I always come back to third party, because was the Republican Party done? Done nothing. And one of the reasons why they're going after Gates is because Gates was the one who went up to uh, and and wanted uh, Liz Cheney, Wyoming, and wanted Liz Cheney primary. They got to go after him because he's one of about a handful of true conservatives that we've got. And let me tell you, they will. They this is a weaponized. We're all Michael Flynn now. If you're a conservative, you're going to be Michael Flynn. That's what was going on with the hundreds of people that they use FBI using facial recognition under the guise of this deadliest insurrection. That's our nine nine eleven to go and target weaponizing the government to go using facial recognition to target citizens that were anywhere within my just at the rally. And now they're going after Matt Gates. If they can if they can find that he, he even so much as brushed elbows with some underage girl, they are going to go after him. They absolutely will to destroy him. Meanwhile, Joe Biden comes out today. Uh, Jesse Kelly had a great tweet today. He comes out and says, you know, Joe Biden coming out today using executive orders to snatch people's guns while his son is under investigation for gun uh, gun uh, crimes is about the most, you know, uh, Real smooth, perfect, Joe. it's about the most perfect illustration of the Biden administration. But wait a second. It is. And it wouldn't have happened. But for the Republican Party. During the during the first impeachment, they could have brought Joe Biden in. They could have brought Hunter Hunter Biden in. They could have, they could have gotten every bit of this out in the open as to what happened with this pay for play scheme with Joe Biden as a vice president using his crackhead son. The FBI and the DOJ had the laptop. You can go to Daily Mail right now and see all the pictures. But no, the Republican Party covered for Joe Biden, they, just like they covered for Hillary Clinton, just like they furthered the false narrative about what happened at the Capitol. And they co- and one of the reasons why they did it was to cover up for the election being stolen, because they knew that that's what the rally was about. They wanted to shut you up. And, the, and, and they still do. And they still do. And, and the hologram president who was installed, who doesn't even know where he is half the time, he can't even complete a sentence is now in the White House. My name's Joe Biden. I'm a Democratic candidate for the United States Senate. Well, you know, at least he sounded somewhat cogent there. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to talk about the gun grab of today with Michael Schwartz, who's the head of San Diego County Gun Owners, and he will be here next. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Andrea K, the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea K Show on the Answer San Diego. 
Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Well, we knew it was about about matter of time before uh, Creepy Joe was going to come to a microphone and read some words that were written for him involving coming after your guns. And so anytime uh, there's anything, any breaking news that has anything to do with guns and gun ownership and our Second Amendment rights, of course, I call upon the guy in San Diego who is the go-to guy uh, for anything related to our Second Amendment rights. And I'm talking about Michael Schwartz of San San Diego County Gun Owners, and he joins me now. Hey, Michael, welcome back to the show. Hey, Andrew, a heck of a day, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Um, I don't even know where to start because, I mean, six. First of all, let's start with the fact that he, he, he's the six items that he's doing. He's doing through executive order, not even through Congress. Yeah, that's especially with the, uh, you know, a couple of them are uh, if you run afoul of the order, then you, uh, you know, there's there's legal punitive action. I mean, you could be a felon. And that's the definition of, of a law. So he's creating law here, which is obviously not what the executive branch is supposed to do. If I'm remembering, uh, you know, my fifth grade civics class uh, correctly, um, that's supposed to go through the legislative branch. And, uh, you know, the things that he's doing are not going to be effective. They're not going to stop violent crime. No. Um, it's it, He's not, you know, they're not constitutionally being passed properly. Um, uh, and I'll tell you, it's just it's really frustrating a hundred million gun owners in America, about a hundred million. And for him to marginalize mm-hmm. and blame, uh, you know, criminal activity on us is, is inexcusable. Well, but it's, it's been the game because, you know, when somebody, when somebody like we had recently here in San Diego, a drunk driver rides up on a sidewalk and mows over a bunch of people in a homeless community, it's not referred to as car violence. Right. Uh, when some, right. you know, right. When when a husband beats his wife with, you know, with a, um, a belt uh, or what some other weapon, we don't refer to it as belt violence. Look, the left has been wanting to come after our guns for a really, really long time because they know that gun control is people control. And, you know, uh, I'm old enough to remember for the last four years, them talking about Trump being a dictator for to, to hear Biden say today, no amendment to the Constitution is absolute. Yeah, that was pretty scary. It yeah, was really, I mean, pretty scary. really scary. The sentiment, the sentiment is, you know, coming from uh, the executive branch, you know, coming from the head of the executive branch, the sentiment behind that was extremely scary. And, you know, above and beyond the executive orders, the, the uh, Chipman, the guy that he appointed for the ATF, mm-hmm. or as he put it, the AFT, um, <laughs> is, is it's terrifying. This yeah. guy uh, is a uh, an anti-gun activist who's worked for, he's a policy advisor for one of the gun grabbing groups, and he put him in charge of the ATF. You know, and this is the ATF already has a huge black eye, um, a bunch of black eyes, you know, with with Fast and Furious and um, all the predatory actions they've taken against different gun shops and gun manufacturers. You know, they've completely and totally lost all credibility. They're they're no longer a law enforcement agency with him in charge. They're just a a political agency. Well, it's Um, like, excuse me for interrupting. They're like every other institution that's been politicized. I I can't figure out too much about this guy because he locked his Twitter account down today. So that kind of tells me everything I need to know about him. And you're right about ATF. I mean, back when my um, my dad's cousin was a, a region manager, um, you, you know, that was back, you know, when they were actually taking out the bad guys, right? And working with drug enforcement. Now the bad guys are considered us. 
and, and, yeah, and exactly. the, we're considered now now the bad guys. Let's get into some of the some of the EOs today. One of the first things that sure. he did was go after ghost guns. Why? What are ghost guns, and why does this matter? So, ghost guns—that's the term that he uses for people that have that have home built a firearm. Now, people have been home building firearms for centuries. That predates the Constitution. Um, they take a piece of metal and they take a piece of wood and they form it into a firearm for whatever purpose, hunting, uh, sport, protection, whatever they need. When most of the gun laws that, that we think of when we think of you know different regulations around firearms really have to do with commerce. So it has to do with a manufacturer making guns in order to sell through a, a distributor and a retailer, um, you know, across state lines. Usually those, those it's all commerce. Um, when you make your own tool, which is all a gun is, is a self-defense tool. Mm-hmm. Um, there really aren't a lot of laws governing that because it's totally, completely a normal activity. So uh, they had to draw the line. Well, when does a piece of metal and a piece of wood become a firearm? And they decided, well, as long as it, when it's about eight, when it's 80 percent there, that's when it's a, a firearm. So you can buy these chunks of metal that are about 80 uh, percent of the way to a firearm. And then you have to actually drill them out. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of steps you have to take, you need special tools, that sort of thing. So he's decided that, OK, well, this this needs to stop. People uh, need to go through extra regulatory uh, activities and uh, pay extra taxes. Let me ask you this. Well, let me ask you this. Again, excuse me for interrupting. I've got so much to cover with you, and I want to make sure I get all the time in because I also want to make sure people are aware of your Zoom meeting that you've got so they can, in your seminar, this coming up on the 13th. Has there ever been a ghost gun used in any of these mass shootings, like the one today with the black NFL guy who went and wiped out, you know, five white people? Are you aware of a ghost movie? I don't know. I know that, um, I think that uh, there was a case a couple years ago where a uh, uh, a firearm was used, but it was built by uh, a father and the son stole it. Um, and I, I believe that would technically be a ghost gun. But no, it's it's few and far between. This, you know, it, these are these are hobbyists. These are people that are doing something, uh, you know, as a hobby. The same way you'd like make your supercomputer, or you'd make your mm. your uh, your car, or your Jeep, you know, to your specifications and liking. Criminals get guns by committing criminal activities. They don't go out and, you know, buy a, a drill and a, and a lathe and, you know, <laughs> go into a woodworking shop and make guns. That's it's not so ridiculous. It. I'm laughing because this is so stupid because you're right. You know, I, I you know, it's like the, the, the MS-13 gangs that are come fl- flooding our border right now and the two terrorists that they arrested, they're not in a shop somewhere making their guns, right? I mean, that's not the Fast and Furious scandal that happened. What didn't have anything to do with ghost guns. Let's talk about these red flag laws because this one is really, really frightening to me. Tell us about that. Sure. So red flag laws, they're they're typically talking about uh, gun violence restraining orders and gun violence restraining orders um, are basically they go right around due process. um, And before you've committed a crime, they take your guns away and then make you prove that you're not going to commit a crime. I've seen uh, uh, our city attorney down in San Diego, Mara Elliott, her office has actually issued a gun violence restraining order against somebody who uh, for for posting a Facebook meme. Wow. Um, So it's a very, very low bar to accuse somebody. And then next thing you know, law enforcement shows up on your doorstep and they take all your guns and then you have to pay thousands of dollars and go to court and prove that you weren't going to do something wrong. 
we actually sat down with Mara Elliott and said, uh, you know, help us understand what's going on here. Because if, if you're if you're committing a crime, law enforcement can take those firearms away from you. But if you're not committing a crime, why are we taking guns away from you? And she was like a deer in headlights. She had no answer for that. Um, all she knows is that she gets to take more guns away from more people. And it's really, really frightening. You know, the ability to accuse somebody mm-hmm. and then, uh, you know, you get to take their rights away. This isn't a this isn't a privilege. You know, these are rights. This is your right to defend yourself. And just by accusing somebody because you don't like a meme they posted on Facebook, uh, you know, that doesn't this shouldn't give you the ability to take their rights away. No, absolutely not. I mean, this is absolutely crazy that, that this is where we are, that anybody can make some kind of allegation. Somebody somebody who just gets angry at somebody like we're, we're like we don't already have enough of that going on in this country where we've got this cancel culture where they're making any kind of allegation they want to get somebody fired or whatever or to use just an opposing viewpoint as a way to get somebody crushed. And now we now we want to have that applied to their gun rights. And the rights taken right. away from them. And he wants to do this. We already have these red flag laws going on in a lot of different states. What he wants to do now is federalize it. And that's one thing that scares me as well, because that's inching towards a really a centralized system of, you know, our centralized government, Marxism, communism, whatever you want to call it, controlling, you know, our, our gun ownership rights. Yeah, they're issuing guidance to uh, hopefully get uh, in there what they hope will be uh, um, red flag laws in all 50 states. They want all 50 states, every city, every state to have these red flag laws so they can start taking guns away from people. Um, you know, like I said, just on, on the threat of, of, a, uh, of an accusation, which is, you know, it's, it's a horrible precedent. This is rife for um, uh, abuse, and we've already seen it being abused here locally in San Diego. Well, hat tip to the Arizona governor. He signed a bill to defy any new federal gun control laws that weren't consistent with the state. So, you know, un- unfortunately, that. we've got Mussolini here. So, you know, he's he's all about, you know, um, I'm in, in support of taking guns away because, he you know, he's little Mr. Dictator. Um, you wrote an interesting piece in um, the Union Trib saying that um, the opinion new gun control laws are a form of institutional racism. In the minute and a half or two couple minutes we have left, explain. Sure. So if you the the piece really wasn't defending or condemning institutional racism, it was just examining, Okay, well, if this is what you define as institutional racism, then that definition applies to gun laws. So the way that they talk about institutional racism, basically using, uh, you know, institutions, using laws, regulations, that sort of thing, um, and targeting people of color. Uh, and uh, having it uh, have a a detrimental effect on their community. Well, okay, if if that's institutional racism, then you can definitely count all these gun laws that uh, the Democrats especially support as institutional racism, because that's exactly what's going on. Most of the people who are uh, in jail are uh, especially young black men, young Hispanic men, and most of them have some kind of firearms charge against them. So uh, and that's destroying their communities. That's, mm-hmm. you know, kids growing up without fathers, you know, uh, them coming out of jail with felony records, and not having having fewer opportunities to get ahead in life. 
So we're not necessarily advancing the idea that institutional racism exists. We're not saying it doesn't exist. We're saying that by your definition, if you Uh believe in institutional racism, then you have to be against these uh, extremely restrictive gun laws that Biden is pushing. Well, you know, they're pushing all kinds of things under the guise of fighting racism and, and really none of it makes sense. And it's really all just about a power grab for them. Tell everybody about your um, your seminar that you've got happening on the 13th at 7 p.m. Pacific. Uh, that's going to be how to, how to get your CCW. So for years, you couldn't get a CCW in San Diego. And uh, we were instrumental in, in changing that policy. So now, uh, in general, if you follow the steps, you can get a CCW, which is a carry concealed weapon permit, um, so that you can legally uh, carry a firearm with you for protection when you leave the house. And we're going to walk you through the whole process. The seminar is free. If you just go to our website, San Diego County Gun Owners.com, uh, you can sign up for the seminar. Uh, again, it's totally free. We just want to help people get their CCW in San Diego. Well, that's so important. And, you know, we've uh, we've got uh, a little known story for 2020. I read today that uh, murders are were up uh, across the country uh, approximately 25 percent in 2020. Nobody's really talking about it. Violent crime is on the rise and the lockdowns only made it worse. And it also uh, made this uh, put the story off the map because the, the government doesn't want you to know that. And, you know, a, a particularly as women, that's the great equalizer is the ability to protect ourselves with our firearm. And thank you for what you do to protect our Second Amendment rights, Michael, and to help people. Thank you. Thank you and know know what they need to do to get get a firearm. So you guys, I'm going to post this on Facebook. You can also get more information on how to be a member of San Diego County Gun Owners by going to SanDiegoCountyGunOwners.com. Thank you so much. Great. Thank you. All right. Now stay tuned because we've got our buddy Don Jans who's going to be here next. And you're going to want to stay tuned for this as we answer the question, is there a global convergence, convergency, I think is the word, or a global conspiracy related to these vaccines? Come on back. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Andrea K. Telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. I wanted to spend a little bit more time on these vaccines. And, and I know that you guys might be like, why is Andrea so, you know, har- harping and fixated on this? And uh, it could be because, you know, one of my nicknames was a bulldog because back when my corporate sales days, because they said when uh, I sunk my teeth into something, nobody could shake me off. She ain't letting go. Right. I don't let go. And I'm not letting go of this because... Going back to the beginning of this, I've lived my life according to the Judge Judy mantra of if it doesn't make sense, it's not true. And it's it's guided me well throughout life. You don't you can be really book smart and be really dumb. And I like to think I'm somebody of common sense. And I was that kid that always asked a whole lot of questions. And finally, my parents would say to me, you have to do what we tell you to do just because we're your parents. Right. Even if it didn't make sense to me, I was always looking for something to make sense. And they would say to me, when you get to be an adult, you can do what you want to do. And they would. And there. And let me tell you all this. There were many times where my parents uh, admitted to me that that they'd. My parents admitted to me there were many times as a kid when I asked questions that I was right and they just didn't want to tell me and looking back that I was right. And the reason why I tell you this is that I'm about to get into a story with my friend Don Jans that is 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 connecting a lot of dots for me as I asked questions early on to this. 
I said early on it didn't make sense to me that you're coming to us that that uh, Fauci who said that in January and February that this, there was nothing for us to worry about and go take that cruise only to turn around around weeks later and go into the president's office and say 20 million people will die if you don't shut down the government. It, that didn't make sense to me. I couldn't connect those dots. It didn't make sense to me that he said in one breath that, no, you don't need to wear a mask. Basically, that's stupid to turn right around literally within weeks and say that you had to wear a mask. It didn't make sense. That uh, fast forward things like uh, you had to wear a mask when you're sitting in a restaurant, but if you got up to walk to the bathroom, you, you could take your mask off sitting in a restaurant. But if you got up to walk to the bathroom, you had to put your mask on and walk pa- past people with no mask that you could go into a Walmart, but you couldn't go into a church that you could walk on a beach, but you couldn't sit on a beach. None of this was making any sense. And as we saw months into the lockdowns, the people were not dropping dead like anybody said. There was no excuse for them to, to dangle a vaccine out against us. And then it didn't make sense to me that when the vaccines were coming out for them to say to us, well, you still got a mask. Well, that doesn't make sense to me. None of this has made sense to me. And if it doesn't make sense, it's not true. But I'm not a scientist, right? And if you're not, if you're not a scientist, your opinion doesn't matter. We are all told that we've got to lay down and give up and, and do whatever we are told to by somebody with a with a comma MD after their name or a comma PhD. Well, you know what? Somebody forwarded me an article yesterday by a man with a comma MD after his name and a comma PhD. In fact, this is a man named Dr. Yaden, Michael Yaden, who's Pfizer's former vice president and chief scientist for allergy and respiratory who spent 32 years in the industry leading medicines research and he retired from the pharma giant uh, with quote the most senior research position in the field and he gave an interview to LifeSite uh, news yesterday and he addressed and I'm going to read some of the some of the the article because I want you to hear from him word for word and I can't share it on Facebook or anywhere because they'll take it down and they won't let me share it so this may be the only place that you can hear it and I want you to hear it from me because I'm not a scientist and he goes on to address the quote demonstra- demonstrably false propaganda from governments in response to covid I'm going to quote here. He says, it's a fallacy, this idea of asymptomatic transmission and that you don't have symptoms, but you are a source of the virus. It's a lie that that lockdowns work, that masks have a protective value, obviously for you or someone else, and that variants are scary things and we need to close international borders in case some of these nasty variants get in. Or, by the way, on top of the current list of gene-based vaccines that we have miraculously made, that there will be some top-up vaccines to cope with immune escape variants. And where are we at now with the progress? Yesterday, the CDC coming out and saying there's a variant coming out of Britain that's 100 times more deadly than anything that we've seen. And he debunks all of that. And then he goes on to answer the question which I will get to with the help of my friend Don Jans, who's waiting patiently on the line. Why is my government lying to me? And his answer is, because they are going to kill you. Now, before you hang up or you change the dial and say that Andrea Kay has gone crazy, I want you to listen because I'm not the one who's saying this. A scientist is. And why would you take the word of Fauci and not listen to what this man has to say with his 35 years in this field with pharmaceuticals. Joining me now, waiting patiently on the line, is Don Jans, and we're going to keep him over the commercial break as we continue this topic throughout the end of the show. Hi, Don Jans. Welcome to the to tonight's show. Thank you so much. This is a this is a an incredible topic, and it was an incredible article written by this very 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 astute scientist. 
And it was supported, what he said, was supported by several others. Now, how good is he? Well, he, after he was done, uh, after he left Pfizer, he built his own company and he sold it um, for $325 million to Novartis. So they must have thought that this guy knew what he was doing. Of course he knows. He raises some great questions. Absolutely. One of the things he says, um, there is no question in my mind as uh, that very significant power brokers around the world have either planned to take advantage of the next pandemic or created the pandemic. One of these two th- things is true. It must be true because dozens and dozens of governments are all saying the same lies and doing the same inefficacious things that are demonstrably costing lives. He goes on to talk about the vaccine passport. He said, I think the end game is going to be everyone receives a vaccine. Everyone on the planet is going to find themselves persuaded, cajoled, not quite mandated, hemmed in to take a jab. He said, and when they do that, every single individual on the planet will have a name or unique digital ID and health status flag, which will be vaccinated or not and he goes on to say that what this is all about because once you've got that then we become playthings and the world can be as the controllers of that database want it he goes on to talk about the vaccine passport specifically and says uh, um, you know what fine about uh, crossing international borders he says but I expect that if they wanted to you would not be able to leave your house in the future without the appropriate privilege in your app and he says even if that's not true it doesn't matter the the fact that it could be true means everyone uh, reading this should fight like crazy to make sure that the vaccine passport system never forms it's about control isn't it Don Jans totally about control. Uh, another area that, that I really frightened me is that we would continue to have these new variances that the government would tell us or the scientists, whomever they had with them, would tell them uh, were, were now prevalent and we would have to have um, uh, another vaccine to cure this. And that since the original vaccine has already been used, there would be no check That's on right. this new vaccine. Right. So we would have no idea what was in it. Right. Because what and and what Don is saying is and we hear this this coming out yesterday, the CDC saying there's this new variant out of UK that's 100 times more deadly. This this uh, doctor goes on to explain about these variants and how that's a bunch of crap. He says when things mutate, your body has these antigens that go to fight a virus when they come in contact with it. And you know what? They, they, they recognize it. They learn what this virus is. When they come in contact with a variant of it, they, they're able to recognize it because variants are about 99.7% of what the actual virus that they've already come in contact with. 99.7%. It's like running into an old friend you haven't seen in a few years who changed her hair color and got a nose job. You're still going to recognize that person. This is a lie. And the variants are an important part of this lie, Don Jans, as he explains, because now that we've gotten you to agree desperately to get back to normal to take a vaccine, now that we've gotten everybody with a vaccine passport, they're able to come to you. They're able to manufacture a a, a new version of it on a laptop, not have to get it tested and get it injected into your arm. And that's when they the evil of that's abound today in the in the world has the opportunity to do whatever they want using um, biological and molecular technology to destroy human lives. And the biggest mistake we can make is just saying, oh, this guy is just a nut. There's, they, they, that can't be true. Fauci's saying completely, uh, something completely different. The minute 
we who value freedom and liberty do not question truly questionable things. We are forsaking, we are absolutely giving up our right and our liberties and our freedoms. And this is what is so frightening that we as an American public today, maybe even a world public, but speaking about the, speaking about the United States, we as a people in the United States today do not question our government, even though we were told you can never trust government. That's why we're establishing the Constitution the way we are establishing it. You must always be skeptics. We've well, lost that, Andrea. Well, and one Thank reason why you haven't. And one reason why we've we've crossed that is because the American people are trusting the media. They're going to the news that's telling them that there's all these variants that's telling them uh, that's making excuses for the lies of Fauci, making excuses for everything that they've gotten wrong. We've gone from 14 days to flatten the curve to we've got to stop the spread. Then the lies about asymptomatic people, which is absolutely ridiculous. Why in the world would any American buy into the fact that you don't have a symptom of something yet you're sick and and, and go get tested for it? Then it was about we got to wait for a vaccine. Then it was about vaccines. You still got a mask and you still got a distance. And now it's about, you know, all these variants. It's never going to end, right? Isn't that what was in 1984? That was, that was absolutely what was the theme, one of the themes of 1984. And the idea was that as long as those who were in control continued to tell the people that they were being threatened and those in control would protect them from this war, from this horrible enemy, as long as they listen to everything, as long as the people listen to everything those in control told them, then they would be safe. This is the war, this, this ongoing virus now that we don't even know from where it came. We don't, what we do know is that it's not nearly as severe as what people have told us. We really don't know how many people have died from it. We can't find that. And anybody who will go out and will print those numbers is immediately taken down and is called called a dissident and, and an enemy of the people. This is why the press should be on this and the press should absolutely be delving into every bit of this. But we have a complacent and a compliant press right now. And that's an extreme danger. Well, we're going to take a quick break and we come back. Yeah, we're going to we're going to get into a little bit about the evil that he says. He says that uh, people are he tells people this and they look at him like he's crazy. But he's like, what you think evil no longer exists? Look at Mao, Stalin, Lenin, Hitler. That wasn't that long ago. You think evil has suddenly gone away from the world and that there's not evil today that would not use this to depopulate? Large portions, 90 percent of populations. We're going to discuss that with Don Jans when we return. Be sure to follow Andrea Kay on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea Kay. Spelled K-A-Y-E. You're listening to The Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to, uh, to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. We are here with Don Jans talking about this incredible article written by a scientist about what the global conspiracy he believes is happening with these vaccines and he says uh, so you've got uh, governor governments and advisors that are lying to you about variants being different 
enough uh, to justify these new booster top-up vaccines. And he says if you wanted to introduce a characteristic which could be harmful and could even be lethal, you could even tune it to say, let's put some gene in it that could cause liver injury over nine months. He goes on to provide examples of how biotechnology provides you with limitless ways to injure or kill millions. And he says, and since I can't think of a benign explanation for any of the steps, variants, top-up vaccines, no regulatory studies, it's not only that I cannot think of a benign explanation and steps described and the necessary sort of resolution this false problem is going to allow what I just described, unknown and unnecessary gene sequences injected into the arms of potentially billions of people for no reason. I'm very worried that pathway will be used for mass depopulation because I can't think of any benign explanation. Final paragraph before I go to Don. The eugenicists have got hold of the levers of power, and this is a really artful way of getting you to line up and receive some unspecified thing that will damage you. I have no idea what it will actually be. And he goes on to explain that they can do this in a way that you you will think is completely normal. That's what I would do if I wanted to get rid of 90 to 95 percent of the world's population. And he said, um, you know, it, it, If you recognize that our governments are involved in a major verifiable lie, don't just turn your computer off and go to supper. Stop, look out the window and think, why is my government going to lie about me so fun uh, about something so fundamental? Tell everybody about uh, why he thinks that is and the evil that he says is historical and at work here. Evil has evil has been a part of a part of history forever. And we are facing one of the greatest evils right now. You mentioned this on your on your program a number of times called collectivism. Collectivism is really a all encompassing term. Uh, it says that the individual means nothing. The, the life of an individual has no value is what collectivism is. And collectivism determined that they can use any means, any means whatsoever to gain or to uh, bring about their ends. And so we say, well, what are their ends? Their ends are to totally control society. And they're willing to kill for it. And and we've only got two minutes left. They're willing to kill for it. And I want people to understand that, that that's, you know, he goes on to say, let me remind you of what happened in Russia in the 20th century, what happened in 1933 to 45, what happened in Southeast Asia, China and Mao. We've only got to look back two or three generations all around us. There are people who are as bad as the people doing this. They're all around us. So I say to folks, the only thing that really marks this one out is its scale. Because they don't have to shoot us in the face, do they, Don Jans, like happened with Mao or, or put us in ovens like what happened with Hitler. They can do it through an injection. Absolutely. And what a convenient way to do it. it, it it's such a convenient way. And, and having, having this control with this vaccine passport where they know exactly what you are, what you are, where you've been, who you are. It's very easy to say you must come in now for another injection. And they know what injection they're giving you. Now, all of this is always, always based on a lie. Communists, collectivists are big, big liars. And we go back and we look at and Hitler was a communist and our collect, our collectivist. Uh, he calls himself a socialist. And what did he say? We've only he got 30 seconds Jews. left. We've only got 30 seconds left. We're going to have to continue this discussion, Don Jans, to get it through to people, because I know right now we sound like kooks, don't we? We but, do, but we're not. But we're not. This is history playing itself out again, and we're going to continue to bring that to light. Thank you, Don Jans, Michael Schwartz, and thank you, DJ Potato Skins. We'll see you tomorrow night. Peace out.